A stu- stu- Studio D production. Or should we should no, we tell fine. the story it's far of, uh, away. Hannah and Bell in New York City? <gasps> we could talk about Hannah and Bell in New York City. And what about them? All I know is they have to come home early. Yeah. Right. Well, Bell said she thinks she actually that it was better while they were out there because it wasn't as busy. <laughs> so they got to see more stuff and she said they went to a lot of bars and like mm. it seemed busy to her but according to the bartenders it was really slow cuz they're used to big crowds. Because there was room right. it was, to walk. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm So it might have worked out in their favor. Didn't Broadway like close down like the day after they mm-hmm. saw their show? Mhm. Yep, they got to see their they show. Got, they got lucky. Karma and fate was on their side. Yeah, they were hoping to get in and get some discount tickets just on the fly. Mm. But they didn't get to do that. Nope. Yeah, I hope they still had fun, though. At least they got to go on their vacation, right, Mom? (sighs) This is true. Are you guys not going next week? We canceled. canceled. We canceled last. We have to still cancel the air. Yeah, we have to talk about that. But we canceled our VRBO and... That's too bad. That's I know. really well, sad. Canceled I'll be... my PTO, although now I don't even know where I'm going to be working during those days because our centers are going to be closed. I'm yeah. lucky that I work every day in isolation, so it doesn't affect it me. Doesn't you know what, Mom? And people Suck are going to need people are going to need more audiobooks while they're stuck in their house. Yes, so well, yeah. that was one thing when we were talking about whether we were going to we were going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, today or not, right. which um, it would have been like, I totally understand. I would have been okay. fine either way, but I would have put something out because our listeners, all five of our listeners need <laughs> something to listen to while they're while stuck they're in their stuck. house. Like it, we have to be there for them. Yes. Yes. So. We're doing this as a, as a, a, to help mm-hmm. your listeners. Yes. Yeah, so if today, I have right? COVID-19 yeah. right now and I'm currently spreading it to everyone in this room, we, it's all for you, listeners. And all we'll be for you. for you. And we'll be quarantined together. Yeah. That was good, Jesse. Hey, so are we going to have a podcast? <laughs> are we going to have a podcast? I'm thirsty. Are we going to have a podcast? We're going to try um, to have a podcast. Do we need to have some Mom, drinks? Don't I think oh, wait, Mom right. needs to say, are we going to have a podcast? Oh, that's what we always say to lead into that. she's our guest. But you need to say it in an accent. Go. Scottish. Are we going to have a podcast? <laughs> It's yes. actually more Irish, though. Um, I kind of did. It was that? really more Sit Irish. Sit down, I want to tell you a story. A really weird and messed up story. With murdering ghosts and gobbly ghouls. It's all really fucked up, so don't you be fooled. It's effed up family story time. A podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Effed Up Family Storytime. I'm Salem, your host. And with us today, we have Jess. Hello. Kel. Hey, hey. And our special guest, Mom. Mama. <laughs> Hello. So today, our guest is Karen, and she is our mother, if you haven't already figured that out. How you doing today, Mama? Yeah. How you doing, Mom? Just peachy. Are you happy to be here with us, or do you feel like this is more an obligation that you I, have I to feel be like, at? I feel like time has gone back 20 years. I don't know what that means. When you, <laughs> when you guys were teenagers and we were all at home. Oh. oh all three of yeah. us here. This mm-hmm. is the original family minus dad. Yeah. I mean, you know yep. how everyone always does that, like original family, and then there's the oh, Bell and Hannah, for, and then there's Evie, I and see. then there's... <laughs> 
the spouses. It's the immediate. This is family. the core family. Yeah. This is the cool this is, family. We're, we're the old cool, but we're yeah. the OGs. Okay. Oh yeah. Just, yep. <laughs> okay, go back and you say it, Kelly. I was just all excited. My hand was raised in the air. And I was okay, waiting so, for the moment. And I was like, we're the OGs. And Jessica said it. So it pause stole it. and go back and pretend. Salem's not editing all this out. She might. She we edits the, a lot. We the OG. <laughs> yeah, that, that was dumb. awful. That's not worth it. All right. <laughs> that wasn't worth it at all. Right. all. Keep all I've, of I've, that in, Salem. I've, I've got to. I've got to be the stereotypical mom here Ugh. and not have a clue what you're talking about. The original gangsta. Yeah, it means original gangster, okay. and then it's been used over and over to just mean the original. So, so, uh, mom, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, if you want to tell me? us? Me? Yeah, I know. I mean, you have. Oh a- heck! I was born a long time ago. I got married. I had kids. I just, you know. Yeah, it's oh, us. yeah. And you've acted in multiple plays, and you yeah. you narrate audio. You narrate. You want to give us a little teaser before our drink corner? What's your topic? My topic is Broadway shows whose story is based on true crime murders. Murder. That's cool. And Moida. And it's Broadway. Moida. The only place a murderer will break into Broadway. song in front of your Moida. eyes. Broadway. <laughs> is um, Sweeney Todd one of those based on a true story? Probably we not, are huh? going to go through some of these stories. I'm not telling you what the okay. stories are I'm yet. I just think it would be kind of cool in a weird way if there was really a murderous barber right you the know, demon barber, demon barber. Street. Street. Yeah. <laughs> high five mom nice you guys are awesome Guys we awesome. saw that show. Excuse my cough. Oh, it it's was not COVID-19. so good. And we really enjoyed it. It was, it was great. so good. It was one of my favorite shows. We saw it in like off-Broadway in at New the York. Barrel, Barrel Street. Or the, what was this? Oh, I don't know. You remember that stuff better than me. Barrel Street Theater? But they anyway. they fed us meat pies, and then mm. they were right there in the meat shop with us mm-hmm. and, like, dancing on tables and stuff. It was That's creepy cool. and funny. It was cool. pretty cool. Did you wonder for a second if you were eating people? I did, actually. Did you, like, well, have that moment where you I mean, were, like, actually, I more joked about it, but <laughs> no. did not actually wonder because I assumed no? No, I didn't wonder at all. But we <laughs> joked about it. I, it's theater. But we I joked know, about I it. I know theater. It's not real. You can tell the difference. What? We were not eating people. That's a Wait, good sign. Have you had when people, When you had mom? to kiss all those men when I was a child, that wasn't real either. <laughs> no, that was fake. Oh, wow. Kelly okay. wasted a lot of tears. And when I died on I'll stage, I didn't really die, I know. That Kelly. That was horrible, what? though. Watching you die on stage was horrible. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> the worst, I think, was actually in recent years. When you did Driving Miss Daisy. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, people got so old at the end of that. And oh. I lost it. I was, it was old and feeble. Rough. I cried really hard. In I that did one. too. Yes. The one yeah. I hated was Darkness Falls. Or mm. no, or was Night Must yeah. Fall. Night, Night Must yes. Fall. Darkness Falls is the smothered. weird movie about the tooth fairy ish <laughs> thing. Was that <laughs> yeah, one no, that when Night Must Fall? The... And she does the death rattle and yeah. she goes, <sighs> That was the one that was yeah, in the yeah, house yeah. down in yes. environment. Byers theater. Evans house. Byers we were sitting Evans house. like three feet away from me. So yes. and, it, yeah, and the rough. lights were out. Like they turned the lights yes. out, and you hear mom go. <sighs> when I was there, I swear, maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but you actually your head turned so it looked like you were looking at me. <laughs> she and probably I was did like, it on purpose. Do that. 
And I think I was pregnant that. with I, Hannah I at that time, think... too. And so it's very emotional. It was hard. I don't think I did <laughs> that, that on purpose. But the, no, I remember I the cast party for that was at our house. And it was a bunch of weird drunk theater people running around throwing water balloons at each other. And yep. I was like eight <laughs> years old. And I was like, this is interesting. So I remember lots of memories with that show. Oh, all, the, all of mom's weird drunk theater friends. I remember playing poker with the weird... Chuckles the Clown or whatever his what? name was from the play that I did with Jerry. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, I stomped on his, uh, like, yeah, life-size clowns. cutout. No, I didn't do a thousand clowns. Yes, you did. Yeah, that, that was it. That was what it was that called. Was it. No. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was 12 and I played a boy. Yeah. That's all I remember. Hey, I want to know what I've been drinking and then drank all the way up. I don't know what you've been <laughs> what drinking all the way up, What have I been drinking up, and Kelly? what did I drink all gone? And then I drank it all gone. What? what? Something really good that Jess made. It tasted good. What you was guys it? are too vague. I don't know what you drink all the time, but I made you a drink to try today. Yes, that's what. Tell I'm us about it, Jesse. <laughs> I'm trying to throw it to I you. I know, but there. you're being weird, and I'm being weird back. Well, I'm just weird all the We're time. We're all just weird all the time. Sweet. So good. Jess, I don't know anything so about that. Mom, Jess, Jess, what are we drinking? What are yeah, we what are we drinking? Hey, well, it's inspired. Okay, say it in an accent. <laughs> yeah, mom, say it in an accent. <laughs> yes. Wait, I, I just want to say, is mom getting impatient? Because no. does that mean I'll eat and his head? So, so Jess, mom, um, a southern accent. Why don't you ask Jesse what we're drinking, and then do Jess, you want, do you in want... a Boston accent, I want no. you to do the drink corner. And this is our oh. new game. We <laughs> okay. accent though. Yeah, but what kind of southern accent? What did oh, I well, say? you just said I, Southern, so I guess. got Deep South. New Orleans. Texas. Nolans. Nolans. Accent. Nolans. Or I want Southern Ooh, Belle. Creole. Southern Belle. Southern oh, Belle. Okay. Southern, yes, okay. I like that. Like hoop I can skirt. That. Imagine her in a hoop skirt with She's a fan. She's on a plantation. In a, a hoop skirt she um, made out of her curtains. Gone with um, the wind. Well, yes. <laughs> I can make anything out of curtains. <laughs> can you make a drink out of curtains? Well... <laughs> Probably. It's a little bit fibrous, though, right? Well, you have to soak it in gin. Oh, and add some mint. Julep. Mint julep? Mm-hmm. Not just mint, but no. mint julep? No, you have to add the mint julep as well. And maybe some ice and a little bit of sugar. Ice is kind of hard to come by down there where it's so hot, you know. But... If you have the means, you can get what you want. <laughs> what, does what does that mean? Well, I, don't think I got I'm, money. I, I got I ice. think I'm too well-bred to go there in that direction, my dear. I figure the more well-bred you are, the more likely you are to have ice. <laughs> so today, in honor... Of my mama's <laughs> podcast topic, we are drinking a libation inspired by a famous restaurant called Saudi's that hosts the famous personnel. No, no, that's not right. The famous personalities of Broadway. So Saudi's is known for many a cast party. What is happening to Kelly? She's like ready? shivering. Ready? She has a case ready? of the vapors. Ready? Switch to New York accents. Go. 
I can't do a New York accent. But it's the topic. It'd be so appropriate. Yeah. I you can't took a do trip. New York. Somebody say New York. No. New talk, York. Talk New in New York for a while. Maybe I while can do talk it. Maybe New York, I can you do a little bit of maybe a I can look just, back to the front like of your a, mouth. You're yeah, kind of like I'm standing on, on uh, 44th and Broadway. That's not bad. And I see this restaurant. I can't do it. Think of the Sopranos. Have you watched the Sopranos? Yes, but it doesn't mean I can't do it. Don't drag out your fingers. Your vowels. They're more clipped. The shorter. Yes. Do Short this with your fingers. Kind of yes. So I'm standing yeah. on 44th and Broadway, right? And there's yeah. this restaurant. I see that sounds so horrible. <laughs> this restaurant. You see this? You see this diner? I see this diner. <laughs> this diner. <laughs> Flashing yeah. lights, neon everywhere, and uh, I go in. It's called Sadi's. And I order this special drink they make called the uh, 44th Street Cocktail. And it's delicious, right? I taste hints of lemon, and it's sweet, and I got vanilla in it. And so I go home, and I think uh, I got to make something inspired by this uh, drink that I had at this diner. And I made a uh, Dragon 44, right? It's like uh, I take this uh, Sam Adam, or not Sam Adams, what am I thinking? I take this uh, Lightning Cools uh, Summer Shandy. It's got lemon flavors in it. And there's this drink, this cider. It's an apple cider, but it's by Locust. And it's got vanilla hints in it, which is like the cognac in the uh, 44th Street cocktail, right? So I mix half a lemon shandy and half this vanilla cider with it. And you get yourself a Dragon 44, right? It's delicious. So take a drink, enjoy, and listen to our podcast. (laughs) Good job, Jesse. Clink it up, bitch. Clean yeah, week. woo! So uh, you do a you do a good uh, uh, yad accent. Uh, a good what? Yeah, it's a mixture of southern and and uh, it's New like York. it's like the southerners who moved up with the Yankees. <laughs> no, it's like the Yankees who moved down with the southerners. Oh, the the opposite, right? So I live uh-huh. in Georgia, but nah, I came from New Louisiana. York. Oh, Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good, I, That was good, You did a really I'm good so job. I'm so excited. On the fly right there, just put on the spot. That was amazing. I'm sorry I kept pushing for it, so, and yet the payoff was so worth it. Was, it. So what's Ma got to tell us today about her uh, stories? Tell us some stories. Well, as I said, the topic is Broadway musicals. Wait, I had to do an accent. You need to do an accent. Not, not, she doesn't have nah. to tell her story. For the whole in an story? <laughs> it would take forever. Mm, no, she can just do it. I she feel, needs to do her intro in an accent. Okay. Yes. We don't, so, okay. we don't put these demands on any other guest. <laughs> okay, I'm granted, sorry. Our only other guest has been Ta- James. I, but. I take it all back. All right? Just do your story, Mom. I... Okay, thank <laughs> but you. But mom's Mom. really good at accents. That's why we put she, these demands. We on still them. have a lot of other stuff where we can make her do accents. Okay. Oh, All right. Yay. All right. Oh, yay. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll do it. Should I do the rest in my awful <laughs> accent? If you want. Whatever you, you want. Do you, yes. Yes. you do you, Jess. You do you. Okay. Anyway, the theme today is Broadway musicals that are based, have their stories based on true crime murders. And I have six of them, so we're oh. going to go through these fairly quickly. Mom's I thorough. Hope. <laughs> She's um, done more research than all of us put together, well, you know I what? think. <laughs> I have to research six different stories. 
I didn't realize that when I came up with this idea. (laughs) (laughs) I should have known better. Um, But anyway, what I'm going to do is give you just a little snippet first about the show or the crime or whatever, and you guys get to try to guess what musical (gasps) it is. I'm gonna be so good, but can I do? Because I really love to play this game. Can (laughs) I, before every single time that we guess, can I say name the musical? Because I say that to Matt when we hear music, and he gets so annoyed. You do that so happy. You do that. If you want to annoy our five listeners, go right ahead. Okay, time. Okay, ready? Yep. Number one. Um, I'm not going to be able to go into the actual crimes for this thing. So basically, what I'm going to do is set the scene for the very first. Uh, minutes of the play. Okay. The scene is a shooting gallery in a carnival. A group of people have gathered as the proprietor is enticing them to play. Among the crowd is John Hinckley Jr., Lynette Squeaky Fromm, Sarah Jane Moore, Charles Gateau, Leon Soltzgotz, I think, <laughs> Giuseppe Zangers, Samuel Beck, Lee Harvey Oswald, and John Wilkes Booth. Name the musical. I know it. I know it. Then name the musical, I have no idea. It's Assassins, right? Yay! Yay! Because they all kill people. (laughs) Good job, Kelly. I will not get any of this. I didn't get it until Lee Harvey Oswald, and then I was like, oh, I got it. I I, I put both of them, Lee Harvey Oswald and John Wilkes Booth, at the the end on purpose. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's what that makes sense. Yay! Okay, tell So, Assassins is a musical with the musics and lyrics by Stephen Sondheim, book by John Weedman, based on an original concept by Charles Gilbert Jr., which nobody really cares about. Um, <laughs> nobody cares about the original idea. Although Sondheim was, was very, very careful to make sure he got credit for it. Um, it uses the framing device of an all-American yet sinister carnival game and portrays a group of historical figures who attempted, successfully or not, to assassinate presidents of the United States. And they were, of course, I named them all. John Hinckley Jr. attempted the assassination of a president. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, yeah. I got it right. Who he did not. You said it right after she said (laughs) it. You said, yeah, like you were going to say that. I was going to say it. But anyway, the actor, the idea was that, um, I mean, the the story was that he was obsessed with Jodie Foster and he was going to impress her. I don't know how much truth there was to that underlying, but I want to know what, why he thought killing Ronald Reagan would impress Jodie Foster. I love you. Wasn't Jodie Foster killing the president? Wasn't yeah. Jodie Foster like fourteen? Yeah, too? she was pretty like, young. But she um, anyway, he won. He just wanted to get her attention. Yeah, and what's he the fastest that would way it. to be get your name in the news? So wait, try to kill the president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. that's messed up actually. Ooh, so that. he was. So he killed Reagan. <laughs> I did nothing. Okay. And then Lynette Squeaky Fromm and Sarah Jane oh, Moore attempted the assassination of Gerald Ford. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know much about them. I think she was involved with Charles Manson, wasn't she? I think so. Yeah. 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 Uh, Hannah would know. <laughs> She's gone, yeah. though. Hannah huh? would know. Oh, well. <laughs> and we all know who John Wilkes Booth assassinated. Do we? I mean, in case our listeners don't know. <laughs> inform, inform Jessica in case our listeners. In case he assassinated what? Abraham Lincoln. 
Yes, the yes. president with Way the top too hat. Much question. Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln vampire hunter? Yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. Because gotcha. John Wilkes Booth was a vampire. And so he got to Lincoln before Lincoln could That's get right. to him. Yeah. That's okay. right. Makes sense. That's why they put the pennies in his eyes, right? <clears throat> right. To make sure he didn't mm-hmm. come back. To- oh, wait, that was Lincoln. Never mind. Anyway, wouldn't it be funny if they put pennies with Lincoln's head on it on Lincoln's <laughs> eyes when he, he wasn't on the penny? Yet. That would be a weird, like, <laughs> time travel <laughs> kind of like space. No, what we should do is oh my god, on the penny. Oh my god, Kelly looks serious. Put, because on the penny, we should put pennies on Lincoln's eyes, and on the pennies on Lincoln's eyes, there will be another Lincoln. Oh, pennies on pennies his eyes. Eyes. it's like the mirror picture, right? Like when you take a yes. picture of yourself in the mirror and it goes on so forever. <laughs> oh my, okay. I failed somewhere. Next. Next. Every Sunday. Next, next, next. Okay, yes, okay next. and then we've got, I'll go through this quickly. Charles you Gateau assassinated James Garfield. Go ahead. Does he like lasagna? Uh, Leon Saltzgoltz, I don't have a clue if you pronounce it that way, assassinated William McKinley. Okay. Giuseppe Zangara assassinated Franklin D. Roosevelt. Mm. Wait, assassinated no. or attempted? No. That's, an, that's an attempted. That's attempted. an attempted I was assassination. Say, there's only been like, like, I was like three wait. presidents that were Nobody ever said right? I was an accurate I really, typist. I was really confused about my history. I was no. like, wait no, no, no. a minute. Sorry. <laughs> and of course, Lee Harvey Oswald assassinated John F. Kennedy, supposedly. Grassy Knoll. All right, so, and then the last is Samuel Bick, who attempted to assassinate Richard M. Nixon. That's an interesting musical because it's the entire premise is fictional, like that none of the like events in the musical are real. Right. But it's all based on people who all right. were real. What's really so interesting, I mean, interesting. I'm reading here from the uh, New York Times article on it when it was released. Assassins constructed in a fo- Constructed in a form somewhere in the twilight zone between book musical and all-star review tells the story of those nine people who, through madness or political conviction or both, too often succeeded in changing the course of history and bringing immense pain to the world. It's not meant to be a simple history lesson. It has a surreal quality created largely by scenes in which the assassins from different eras meet one another. Yeah, that's what makes it so crazy. Yeah, so it's very, very, very different. And the music's great because it's Sondheim, so. Well, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yay! That's that's interesting. I have not seen it. See, these are going to be a lot of musicals I have not seen that I should should see. (laughs) It's a good show. show. Is it? Yeah, it is. Have you seen it, Mom? I've seen parts of it. I mean, when when you're super in the theater world, like if you're recommending it. Yeah, when you're super in the theater world, you know shows from like clips, from songs, from and like from, listening to the soundtrack, from like right. reading parts of the script, from mm-hmm. seeing things like you know, mm-hmm. from hearing, reading the reviews, you know shows even if you've never sat in the audience of the show. Okay. You may not so know them as I well. Was just right. asking if mom's seen it. No, part of our job is to know <laughs> shows. No. No. So we can audition for those shows, know what types of characters we're auditioning for. So part of our job is that. What? Okay. When did you audition for a show last, Kelly? Part of mom's job is that. Part of mom's job. Mom auditions for a lot of shows. I, well, I was in I, a lot of theater. I haven't auditioned for a show in a very long time. Yeah, now she gets them because she's so awesome. To? She just get, gets uh, Probably them. if I find one I want to audition for. <gasps> Did you see PVP is doing your in town? I'm auditioning. Um, yes. I have to. I have to. Yes, you do. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Okay. 
All right. Um, okay, the next one is we probably won't do much talking about because it's very, very well-known crime, murder, etc. But basically, I'm just going to give you gonna... a, a, little, a little snippet about one of the people Are involved. we going to guess it first, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm going to okay. okay. His favorite weapon was the M1918 Browning Automatic Rifle, B-A-R. According to John Neal Phillips, his goal in life was not to gain fame or fortune from robbing banks, but to seek revenge against the Texas prison system for the abuses that he suffered while serving time. Name the musical. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really bad at this. Texas Jim against the Texas government. What? I don't know. She said something about Texas. That was an interesting title you made up there. (laughs) No. Do you know give up? Do we give up? I don't want to say it. I said this is a snippet of one of the people. Is it Bonnie and Clyde? Yes. Okay. Damn it. Now that makes total sense. I was just like, well, only one person. I know. Something else. That's the thing that threw me off, too, was it was just she just kept saying he. And I'm like, oh. But she well, told us only she was one of the people. I didn't know it was a musical. I'm so far out of the musical scene. Yes. I didn't know Bonnie and Clyde was a musical. It is and a if musical. I did know, I would have gone and seen it already. Well, it didn't it didn't open until well, the world premiere was November two thousand nine. But it's done a lot like, in high schools and regional theaters. It's a really good okay. show for regional theaters. That was like, it debuted on Broadway in two thousand eleven. That okay. was like ten and a half years ago, its regional debut, and mom's like, It's okay, Salem, if you don't know what it was. It was ten only ten and a only half years, ten years ago. Years ago. <laughs> so one of the things that was I thought was interesting. Everybody knows the story. I think it's kind of silly to have to go over and over and over again. But there are just a couple things I thought were interesting about that I found in my research. Bonnie wrote poems. That's really? interesting. Like before, <clears throat> during, before or during their um, crime spree. As an adult, I don't know. She wrote poems such as the story of suicide, Sal. Ooh. The Trails End, do we, the story of Bonnie and Clyde. Do we, oh. do we have any so, of those poems? No, I was going to see if Kelly wanted to oh, look one up on her phone. Okay. And an interesting thing about Wait, Barrow, what's, what's about Bonnie's Clyde. Bonnie's last name? Parker. Thank you. Bonnie Badass. Yeah, yeah. really. And, th- and what I thought and was Clyde interesting about, about Clyde, his first arrest was running away from the police over a rental car that he had failed to return on time. That's funny. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah, that's a weird thing to... (laughs) And his second arrest was for stealing turkeys. Mm. Okay. So he progressed. Like live turkeys? They had rental cars back then? Is that what she said? Running away from... That's what what it said. I didn't know they had rental cars. He had failed to return on time. Process that, but they had rental cars back then. (laughs) That seems weird. I mean, I guess cars weren't a huge thing and most people didn't own one back then. So maybe Maybe they would rent them out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't through Hertz. Hurts. Maybe dollar rental car because it only cost you a dollar back then. There you go. Do you know for a fact or were you just thinking? I said joke? maybe. Maybe. Dollar Tree rental maybe. car. Dollar Tree. <laughs> <laughs> back when you could rent a car at Dollar Tree because it was only a dollar. Nickel okay. store. Well, I have learned <laughs> during all that, I didn't hear any of what you all were saying. I'm sorry. My mother gave me a task and I followed through. So Bonnie Suck Parker up. wrote most of her poems while in jail. And here is a little snippet of one called The Street Girl. 
You don't want to marry me, honey, though just to hear you ask me is sweet. If you did, you'd regret it tomorrow, for I'm only a girl of the street. Do it in a Texas accent. (laughs) (laughs) You made me do New York. Do Texas. What's Texas compared to other Southern? Hold on. It's It's just kind of East Texas is kind of like... it's got more barbecue oh, on it. Barbecue. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> yeah, a lot of bar. It's rodent. Got a lot of barbecue it's on little, it. It's you, a little, you draw he- heavier, a little bit. Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. A little big, bigger, maybe. A little All right. Bigger. All right. Everything's bigger in Texas. You don't want to marry me, honey. Though just to hear you ask me is sweet. If you did, you'd regret it tomorrow, for I'm only a girl of the street. Time was when I'd gladly have listened before I was tainted with shame, but it wouldn't be fair to you, honey. When you laugh when they mention my name, and it goes on from there. And I think it's so much <laughs> funny. You got so much more dramatic when you did it in the accent. I you did. Yeah. <laughs> well done. I was acting at that point before I was just reading. But one of the interesting interesting things I found about uh, Barrow about Clyde, he went in, he went to prison in 1930 again. 1926 was when he was first incarcerated. Um, evidently, he was repeatedly sexually assaulted while in prison. Oh, sad. And supposedly he attacked and killed his tormentor, crushing his skull, and it was his first killing. I mean, Another inmate wow. took, took credit for it, though, because he was already serving a life sentence. So, so that's he a nice guy. Buddies with Did it uh, as a Clyde. favor? He was buddies with I guess. Clyde and uh, took... That's <clears throat> nice. I mean... Can you blame Clyde, though? I would do the same. I, would, I can't uh-huh. blame him for what no. he did, but it must no. have set something off in him. Well, well the thing was is... Was he already a bad guy before that, though? He well, was robbing he, things he was, and Yeah, he was, he was not, not returning, returning his rental cars, cars, and he was stealing turkeys. <laughs> Missed that part. Okay. But I then, mean, also while he was in prison, in order to avoid the hard labor in the fields, he purposely... He purposely had his two toes chopped off. Which two? Oh, snap. I don't know. Because (laughs) of this, he walked with a limp. Yeah, he did it so he wouldn't have to do hard labor in the field. However, he was set free six days after his intentional (laughs) injury. So he never would have had to. Because his mother, without his knowledge, had successfully petitioned for his release. And he he was paroled. He had his toes cut off for nothing. For nothing. Karma there. I just his, like the like some karma. He lost his thumbs for nothing. Thumbs. There was one more thing I was just <laughs> going to say, yeah, which say, may okay. seem kind Sorry. of an obvious thing once you hear it. But when he was paroled in 1932 from Eastham, he was a, had become a hardened and bitter criminal. So his time mm-hmm. in jail made him mm-hmm. more of a criminal than he might have become. He was a delinquent I mean, before, but then yes. he became a criminal because I, of his it's experience. It's not different in jail. nowadays. It's hard to say, no, though. no, no. No, it's hard to say. We never know because what's going to happen. We don't know what he would be mm-hmm. if he hadn't gone to we jail. We don't. No. He could still be just as bad but based on his mm, life. I like your accent. But you're saying to believe that, that but there, he became so. Where is this? Such a hardened criminal because of I, his time. I th- I agree. I think and that, that is true nowadays yes, too. I think that prison can have. A negative effect on Prison people. Prison change you. Not, well, it's not just, the positive reforming effect we all want to mm-hmm. believe. Well, it we can don't have. Re- rehabilitate; we punish. That's the difference. The resource yeah. that I have degrees. said that after he was released from prison, um, he and one of his associates began a series of robberies, 
and their goal was to collect enough money and firepower to launch a raid against Eastham Prison. Uh, So that started him on a revenge track against the Texas prison system. So it was directly related to his time incarcerated. According to to what this says. Interesting. interesting. All right, here's another one. All right, ready? Yes. Yes. It's nighttime, 1959, Hell's Kitchen Park, New York City. Mm. 16-year-old Salvador Agron and Tony Hernandez, members of the Puerto Rican gang The Vampires, arrive for a rumble with rival Irish gang The Northmen. Oh, man, I wanted it to be... Agron mistakes two teenagers for Northmen gang members and stabs them to death. (gasps) He was tried and convicted of murder and sentenced to death. Name the musical. Hmm. This one might stump me. Do I need to be ready to look up a song to try for the next? Okay, so it's, West Side Story. <clears throat> it's vampires. No. Okay. Vampires versus leprechauns. Is that what you said? Norsemen. I suppose you They're could. They're from Ireland. Yeah. Why, are the, why is the Irish gang the Norsemen? I'm well, not Vikings. No, no. But a lot of the Irish stock were Vikings who came over and settled but in no. those areas. So there but you go. That, no. I find the assumption I that their gang that. would be called leprechauns because they're <laughs> Irish. I find that offensive as somebody who has Irish heritage. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. we have the same heritage. Hey, I don't Sailor. care. <laughs> as someone who had a great-grandfather who was a leprechaun. In- what? I have a great grandfather who was oh, a leprechaun. Oh, my grandpa was a leprechaun That's if there ever was one. Say, because he was so ornery and pulled pranks and stuff. Oh, and yeah, I think red, he, bright red hair. Was short. he short? Uh huh. Oh, yeah. <gasps> grandpa Freeman, you don't know where him. Is this is why Where did he bury his pot of gold? This is why Granny loved our grandpa so much because grandpa was also ornery. <laughs> He I was know. not a leprechaun, though. He was not a leprechaun. He was, he was very yes. tall. He was he was he was more British and Welsh, but he was ornery like a leprechaun. He was no. I don't know what this he is. Like so give us a song giant. from it. I, you won't recognize the song from it either. Oh well, then why are we? This was actually it? a Broadway musical, but it's not very okay. well known. Okay, so, so we <laughs> so we've got rival gangs. The Streets in 1959, and it's the what's what? versus. Do you give the, up? The no. Norsemen okay. versus the well. The Cape Man is a musical play with music by Paul Simon and book and lyrics by Simon and Derek Walcott. Hmm. It's based on the life of convicted murderer Salvador Agron. It opened in 1998 to poor reviews and ran for 68 performances. But ironically, (laughs) it received Tony Award nomination. (laughs) What? That sounds about right, actually, Uh the way things work. Sometimes they, you only have so many they shows. They tried to, be to keep it open long enough for the nominations to be announced, but they couldn't. They they couldn't keep it open. Um, wow. But the nominations were for best original score, best orchestrations, and best scenic design. Huh. Okay, so that means I should look up um, the the music. I should if if it had if the it best, best score, score. I bet right. you they have a Nominated. good soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Nominated. Didn't well, but win, still did it? But yeah. I should look up the music. It's a blend of doo wop, gospel, and Latin music. Interesting. <laughs> hmm. So what I was gonna do Wait, 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 wait. What? What doo wop and gospel music? Latin. Latin. Because Salvador What does that sound Agron, like? Well, I just all of these The reason it was called the Cape Man is because supposedly Salvador Agron was wearing a cape. When he went to the Rumble. Okay. And so <laughs> he was the cape man. Sentence, like the fact 
thought you said when he went to the rumble. Yes. <laughs> We have to look this up, he's man. Like we gotta, the, he's we like watch the show. kid with Asperger's. He's like, I'm going to a rumble in my cape. And I love kids with Asperger's. And I want to see them Some all them wear their right. capes. So Agron was born in Mayaguez in Puerto Rico. His mother and father uh, divorced when he was young. His mother had custody of them. She met, well, she she earned a living at a local convent, but according to a grown, he and his sister were mistreated by the nuns. Um, she married a Pentecostal minister, and the family moved to New York City. A grown didn't want to live there. He wanted to go back and live with his father. So he went back and lived with his father in Puerto Rico. And he found one day his stepmother had hanged herself, and he found her. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was pretty bizarre. Um he began to get into trouble after that, went to the industrial school of Mayaguez, which is my impression it's kind of like a juvie. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so his dad sent him up to New York to live with his mom, where, of course, he got involved with the gang members mm-hmm. there and just kept getting more and more involved till that happened. Mm-hmm. He was incarcerated. He was given the death sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, however, he was... On death row, he became a born-again Christian, and he learned to read and write, got his diploma, high school diploma, and um, finally he was pardoned, I think, in 19—well, in 76, he was, his, his, his sentence was reduced, so he was eligible for a release. So he actually got out of jail for a while oh, wow. and spent the rest of his time um, working to help— keep kids from getting in trouble and getting involved in the gangs and all of that Aww. sort of thing. So, so he was so it's kind, kind of, of the opposite of Bond or of Clyde uh-huh. who went into the system and uh-huh. then became a, a lifelong criminal because of the system. Yeah. He was rehabilitated. He was rehabilitated. Sal was rehabilitated. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's so. what we need our system to do is rehabilitate. Well, I don't know if it was the system that did it or if it's it was true. just luck. And if he was already a born-again Christian before he went into this. No, he was there, not. There he are, was already incarcerated when oh, he one became of the thing, yeah. the one okay. out of every ten times the system I wasn't works. sure if you Yeah, I was going to say there are criminals that go or, into the system right that, are, that do come out better people. But there's a, there's a the quote that thing. he made. Um, after a groan was captured, he was quoted as saying, I don't care if I burn, my mother could watch me. Wow. What does that even mean? He doesn't care even if his mom sees him. So he was not weird. born again until he was fully no. incarcerated. Yeah. I don't, but like that, I'd still, that's like just whether kind you're of a, a Christian or not, like, but it's just, that's like, I'm possessed by the devil. Kinda. Yeah, kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is not very Christian-like behavior. No. No, behave, behaving <laughs> like you're possessed. <laughs> is that a good time for a break yes. now? Good, because I have to pee. So it's it's pee time. It's a privilege. All right, guys. Break time. We'll be back. Okay, little Sally. Water's worth its weight in gold these days. No more bathrooms <laughs> like in olden days. Oh, gosh. You're funny. Is she? It's my favorite musical mm-hmm. of all the times. It's like the quiet game. We're going to play the quiet game, and Mom is going to talk. She's. I feel and like Mom I've is lost. not going to be quiet. Hey, Mom. What, Kelly? Which of us, and it's probably me, lost the quiet game more than anyone else when we were growing up? Oh, it was definitely you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesse won yeah. most of the time. Yeah, I could see that. Should we, yeah. play, should we play the quiet game now? Jess is already playing, but I feel like we have to at least be engaged in the story, and I might want to react. 
<gasps> okay, if it's not Children. in word form, you don't lose. Oh, so if I go like, mmm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's Ooh. all you're allowed to say. <laughs> Beulah May Anon, 23-year-old wife of Albert Anon, shoots and kills Harry Kalstedt in her home. The two had been drinking and dancing when Beulah shot him. She was acquitted of the crime by an all-male jury. <laughs> I have I have another thing, but if you want to go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You can guess it any time. Okay, I think it's Chicago. Of course. Right, you I'm didn't sorry. do the guess the musical. I did. I went, okay. because I wasn't supposed to talk. <laughs> okay. um, but keep going. What's the rest of it? Well, the other one is the body of William Law was found in the driver's seat of a car owned by Belva Gartner, shot to death. The two had been to a party the night before. Mrs. Gartner told police she was so drunk she remembered nothing between leaving the party and then suddenly hearing a great explosion as Law toppled against her, dead. She was acquitted by an all-male jury. <laughs> Chicago. Oh, yes, Kelly. Yay. Two I, points for you. Oh, I love this musical. When I was in high school, my junior year, we did... What cell block tango yes. for the variety show? Yes. In my senior year, we did all that jazz and auditioning for college. I sang Roxy Hart for my scholarship audition. So which and one? Got a scholarship. Which one was Roxy Hart and which one was Velma Kelly? Um, in what? In that I just read. The second one was Velma Kelly, and mm-hmm. the first one was Roxy Hart. Yep, yep. That is. Because I know this. According stuff. to, there was a uh, a woman named Maureen Dallas Watkins, who was basically a, a writer. She was hired by the Chicago Tribune in 1924, and she reported on women inside Cook County Jail who were accused of murder. Which one of these two, but two of these women, were really real people, mm-hmm. and they really were because of even though. Even though they obviously committed the crimes, they were still acquitted by an all-male jury because of their feminine charms. They were, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, of the other women who are in the musical, do you know, like the other ones in Cell Block Tango? Do you? Oh, okay, I'm getting to mind. that. Okay, I'll sorry. get to that. I'm we'll so get excited. there in just a minute. What's really interesting, um, I mean. They called uh, reporters like Maureen Dallas Watkins sob sisters because they um, were women journalists who wrote about female criminals and were often sympathetic to their crimes, although um, Watkins wasn't. But that's so she was one of the sob sisters of the era. Okay. Maybe people deserve to be sympathetic towards, like, yeah, go on. Well, sometimes. I mean, granted... (laughs) That was still an era when there was a lot of advantage taken of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, sometimes their only recourse was to fight back. That wasn't the case with these two. Okay. All right. Fine, <laughs> they were both philandering. Um, mm-hmm. Beulah was married, and she had this man. He was basic, basically her lover who would come in, and they would drink and, and dance to the jazz music, and they had a quarrel. <clears throat> And she shot him in the back. Yeah, so she was. But she was acquitted. 
She was just kind of a nasty girl <laughs> so, in that sense. Like, not no, that right. came out wrong. Nasty girl. <laughs> nasty. Nasty girls. Um, but she was just a bad girl. She was bad. She yeah. didn't get what she wanted, and she right. killed him. And the same with, you know, with, uh, with uh, what's her name? With what's her name? Yeah. yeah the <laughs> I don't other know. One. Well, what's her name? With the other one. Belva. Belva. Thank you. That's a hard Belva name to remember. Yes. Okay. Belva. So, and what's really interesting, I thought that originally it was a play that oh, was Chicago written was? that was written by Watkins huh. in 1927 called A Brave Little Woman. Okay. And she wrote it about these two women. And she sold it to a play broker who then sold it to uh, Sam Harris who was a very well-known producer at the time. He renamed it to Chicago, and it was performed and presented as a play. And it wasn't until 1979 that it became a musical. So it was adapted to a musical. It was adapted to a musical oh, by Fosse and... Oh, by the brilliant Fosse! Yeah, yeah. Yes, which is interesting, I thought. This is making me want to have a Broadway musical what? podcast with you, Mom. <laughs> That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing I wanted that I thought was interesting, I mean, the show is so well known, but that, in, and really, quite a few of the incidences in that were true to the circumstances were portrayed. I mean, the song that she went for, they both went for the gun. The gun, the gun, they both reach for the gun, for right. the gun, for the gun. Yeah. Exactly. Or I mean, it was like part, that. that was in the testimony. That was part of her testimony at the end that the gun was on by the bed and they both went for the gun and she got it and she shot him. Hmm. Oh, that's Self really defense. interesting. But that was her third story. She had had two other stories before that. <laughs> it's really funny that it sounds like the musical was kind of portraying this idea of like a woman scorned and there's no other option, but like all of the truth that it's because based on. Because they were such good actresses on the stand. They give a bad name to all the rest of us just trying to live our lives. I know. But mm. I thought what was interesting, this is a... Um, <laughs> Jessie's still winning the she silence. Still winning. She's won. I think you've won, right? won I sweetheart. You just talk. I forgot about it because I was engaged <laughs> in this story. This is that's what my... that's what always happened, Kelly. You well, forgot yeah. about it. No, that makes sense. That's how I lost a lot of things. But this is one of the more like the bet where I wasn't oh, going to eat gonna sugar. We're not going to go there. Yeah, no, we're not. Um, but this is one of the more influential musicals. It's not one of my favorites. I almost fell asleep seeing it on Broadway. But it's one of the more influential musicals in my personal like theatrical mm-hmm. career. And so it's really exciting to me. I really like this one. It Keep is going. really okay, cool. Anyway, um, one of Watkins's Watkins's articles from the time was called Murderous Role Loses Class as Belva is Freed. <laughs> but four obscure girl killers in jail. So this is not guilty for Belva Gartner who was acquitted yesterday of the murder of Walter Law, brought joy to her playmates in the county jail, and made hope spring a little higher in the hearts of the remaining women killers. Only Sabella Neaty mourned. Poor Sabella, who chopped her husband up one day, <laughs> assisted by a rumor, the state charges. Her greeting to visitors used to be, Me choke. Which, being interpreted, reads, I'm sentenced to hang. (laughs) Me 
me choke. Is she the one that the one one was based on? The one that did Lipschitz, and she did the entire thing in Russian. The entire like monologue of hers is in Russian, and then at the end she says, "Not guilty." That's funny. <laughs> and now she waits a new trial. Each acquittal brings pangs of compassion to her. She have gun. She shoot. She go free. Me no gun, no shoot. Me here over a year. Only four women. It sounded like a cave woman, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Only a little. (laughs) Only four women, the fewest in years, are now awaiting trial for murder. For they're getting out even faster than they're getting in. And the last two who walked to freedom in the last two weeks... Pretty Beulah Anon, Pretty Beulah Anon, and stylish Belva Gartner robbed the woman's quarters of their claims to distinction and plunged murderous Roe into oblivion. Two of these left are colored, Minnie Nichols and Rose Epps. The other two, Sabella Needy and Leela Foster, are middle-aged and, well, neither is cursed with the grace or the beauty of Diana. Then, too, Beulah and Belva killed young men friends and these bodies only bumped off their husbands. So they can't hope for publicity, maybe not even acquittal. They'll be given the same chance with the weapons of defense that the other women have had, powder, rouge, lipstick, and mascara. Makeup is taboo in jail. Only soap and water is permitted. Until those testing days when they face the 12 good men and true. So, yes, these other four supposedly are who she, um, the, the, the cell block tango that is characters fascinating are based on. for me. That is <clears throat> fascinating. I love it. That's really cool. That's <laughs> I made a mistake. I have to self-correct myself because I said Lipschitz, and Lipschitz wasn't the one, the Russian one. Lipschitz? Yeah, no, she wasn't. That was the other one. But... Um, but that's interesting because you in the musical, so the musical is about Roxy Hart and Velma Kelly. The musical mm-hmm. is not about, and I, my first introduction was Cell Block Tango. And right. it tells the story of these six, six, I think, women. And each one has their moment to come forward and explain what they did that got them in the cell block. And then the theme is... Um, you know, you would have done the same if you were in my shoes. So it's really this kind of like female empowerment sort of moment of all these women. Like I was in this rough place and it was the only option that I have. But then they're not in the rest of the show. The rest of the show Mm -hmm. is about Roxy Hart and Velma Kelly. And so then realizing that some of these women just had like these stories that apparently were based on some truth that were not a part of the musical, but so fleshed out that song Mm -hmm. to give it so much meaning. True, but if you listen to the lyrics of the song, they weren't all necessarily vindicated in what they did. No, I mean, one of them was the guy who was popping his gum, and he popped that gum so many times, and I just couldn't handle it. And then, I mean, no one, I don't know what the Russian one was. And so, yeah, like, you're totally right that... But, I mean, there's still, like, an element of female empowerment of just, like, you know, we're these strong women and we're not going to let men take advantage of us. I don't know. It was cool. No, that's true. I mean, there is a, an element of that to it. But the thing about Watkins was that she reported on these women and she followed their stories, but she really wasn't a true sob's sister. Mm-hmm. She did not believe in their innocence. Mm-hmm. So... Which is also different. Like, I'm assuming that her, the character of her in the musical is the, what's her name? Miss Sunshine, the one. 
In the movie, it's the woman who played the mom in Do- the Dr. Seuss movie that also plays Sheldon's or Le- Leonard's mom on Big Bang Theory. Christine Baranski. Sure. So she played it in the movie, but I don't remember. But it's like the little Mary Sunshine or like Miss Mary mm-hmm. or whatever, and she's like the reporter in it. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like. So I'm wondering if that was based on. Watkins yes. as the reporter. Well, what's really or, interesting, the reporter in the original play, though, was male and played by... Oh, that is interesting. Cary Grant. <gasps> An unknown at that time, Cary Grant. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, one of the, the interesting things, you know, the Belva Gartner was the one who they'd been to this party and she said she'd been so drunk she didn't remember anything from the time they left until she um, he fell against her and he, dead already. But they had testimony from the owner of the club they were at and the bartender that the two of them were not drunk when they left Yeah, the, the, the party thing. They so were not drunk. She was just BSing the whole exactly. thing. Yeah, so she really was. She was, she was, she was working it. She but was working it. Because she was a pretty lady, they yep. believed her when she yep. said I, that. I do it not was... condone making up stuff so you can kill people you like. But I no. do condone <laughs> badass women standing up for themselves. It right. was so it's I am different. They're two different things, like, though. They're back, two different things. Back two then, they would have called it her feminine wiles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mom's bringing it down. Mom's We're bringing got it down. Stories to Mom's tell us. Good We're at bringing it down. Talk. Gestures. We're going to be a little more serious about okay. this one. This one sounds bad. Uh oh, I'm scared. Yeah. This one's a little more messed up. So I hold on real fast. Sweetie I guess three out of the four musicals. So I have far? no idea. It's not a contest, Kelly. Just because you're the youngest doesn't it's mean you're the best. It's a contest with myself. You did not get the Cape Man. Right. Which other but one I did got you know? Bonnie and Clyde, and I got the first. What was the first one again? Assassin. You don't even Assassin. remember, okay. so Cap- it doesn't count. Okay. Cap- okay. All right. Ready? Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Here we On go. April 26, 1913, Mary Fagan, 13-year-old child laborer in the National Pencil Factory in Atlanta, had been laid off and came to collect wages owed her from Leo Frank, a member of the Atlanta Jewish community and manager of the factory. Frank was the last to see her alive. The next morning, a little past 3 a.m., Newt Lee, the night watchman, found the filth-covered body of a young girl in the basement of the factory, beaten, strangled, and possibly raped. It was Mary Fagan. There were two handwritten notes found by the body, supposedly written by Fagan during the attack. Lee was immediately suspect, but within 48 hours the police had a list of suspects and widely varied stories about the last hours of Mary's life. Leo Frank was eventually arrested and tried for the murder of Mary Fagan. He was convicted and sentenced to hang. Appeals delayed his hanging for two years, at which time the governor of Georgia commuted the death penalty to life, based on recommendations by the judge and further testimonies. On August 16, 1915, on August 16, 1915, 25 men attacked the state penitentiary, seized Frank, and lynched him. Uh, name the musical! <laughs> Hard to imagine. The, Which part of it? Can you give a the hint? The death of a pencil factory girl. Which part of it is it a musical? Because that was a lot Laverne of Laverne and stuff. Shirley. Is it like the trial? Shemiel. Is it like the Shemiel. murder? Shemiel. Because I'm just, I was just trying it's to pick up a musical. It's basically 
it's the whole it's the it, it's that two year period it's the it's the trial and all of the appeals and the lynching that's all part the of the lynching musical. of the what's his name guy I'm sorry um I think all of this is a signal that we don't know. The we name. have no, no idea. Mom, and, and, and the name of the musical would give you no idea what it was about. Oh, oh so it's a cheesy one. Parade. Parade? That's what? Like the murder parade? I don't know why it's called parade necessarily. I'm marching okay. down the street and here's a killer and another killer. So I don't know a lot about parade, but that, like I know of parade. How? What is this, oh, what is the story of parade? Because that is super heavy. Uh-huh. It is very heavy. It's a, The book is by, are we done? We're done. No. Was this what it was like when we were kids? That you would say, are you done? And Jess would just be like, no, bitch, I'm not. Well, she I wouldn't say the B bitch. word. But yeah, pretty yeah, much. pretty much. <laughs> it was implied. I was honest. I would tell you when I'm, I'm not, not done. done. I'm not done. Except anyway. for that year that she lied about everything. When I was like two. Because then she or would say, yeah, like six, and then just five, keep six, doing it. Seven. All okay. I did was eat extra pieces of gum. I'm sorry, okay? Oh, no, no, that's not no, all you I did. I remember the story of you, like, lying about the most simple of things. Like, like you what? just touched like the VCR. The yeah. truth no. of the matter no. is, because I was there and I remember it all, you lied a lot and you cried all the time. <laughs> Let's move on to Mom's story. We've got, all right. All right. We've got the liar. Okay. Oh, the right. liar and the crier. The liar yeah, and the fair. crier. Okay. That's so our next podcast. Tell me how Parade is this dark and awful, because I've okay. never are there seventy-six well, it was, trombones in it? No. Oh, there are not. hundred and ten <laughs> cornets. Not those either. And no music man. No, okay. no <laughs> band uniforms. Um, anyway, the book was by Alfred Urey, which doesn't surprise me. Music wait, by Jason wait, wait, Robert Brown. Why doesn't that surprise you? Who's he was, Alfred he Urey? Was, I'm sorry, I don't know. He I'm was ignorant. a very well known. A playwright of the era and writer of the era, and he basically wrote a lot of social, um, not social economic, but social. That's something he would have written. I mean, that's all. That's the only reason it doesn't surprise me, okay? Anyway, basically, the the musical is basically that time period, and it was a lot of uh, Mrs. Frank and her relationship with her husband and her support of her husband during this time period. Interesting. The interesting thing about this whole situation was it was in Atlanta in the South. Anti-Semitism was very present Mm -hmm. in Atlanta in the South, as well as racism, the whole works, right? The interesting thing is that a lot of people did not believe Leo Frank was actually guilty, but there was a lot of the the press in in the Atlanta area had a lot of, um, they backed a lot of the information that he was guilty, and it was a lot based on Mm anti-Semitism and the fear they had of the Jewish community. And what's really interesting, I think, is the person that ultimately most people believe actually committed the crime was the janitor for the company, who was a black man, and his testimony is what put Leo Frank in jail. So this Jim Crow-like era Mm -hmm. where, you know, it was always the black person that was, you know, charged and and, uh, 
convicted and lynched and it's, you know all of those the lynchings that went on and everything down there he was the one the people believed his story and convicted Against. a jewish wow. man of the community that, yeah so that's, where does the evidence point at this point in time it's really interesting the evidence really kind of points to this conley character wow he so justice his was story served, changed then? several no no the, no leo frank is the, the is the one who was convicted is, and so Connolly was the one that the, jan- the, the black the janitor. black janitor mm-hmm. okay uh-huh and that's okay. pretty much the consensus these notes that were written which in my opinion, I'm sorry, if you're being attacked and raped, are you going to sit there and write notes? No. And leave them? No. No. That is the answer. <laughs> no. That in write. and of itself is like, why would anybody believe these were real notes that she wrote and which she was, you know, um, supposedly insinuating that the night watchman did it, uh, which is the guy who found her. And Conley was saying things like, oh, well, Leo Frank um, um, had me help him move the body down to the basement, and he dictated these notes to me for me to write and all of this sort of thing. And his testimony changed several times. Um, it was known, it was, it was brought out that he was definitely knowingly lying to the police in the beginning, but they still accepted his testimony to convict Leo Frank. He has at several times, I think there were a few years after, and if he hadn't been lynched, it's possible he would have lived in prison long enough to have been exonerated, possibly. I mean, nobody knows for sure. Yeah. Um, But, and what's really interesting, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, Anyway, there were several, several times during the years, and actually last year, it was brought up again to exonerate him. Wow. To wow. to look at all the cold case evidence. And I I meant to look it up before I came and I forgot whether what the result of that was. Mm-hmm. But they tried a few years after the crime to exonerate him. And they tried a couple of more times. Nineteen eighty six he was finally pardoned by um, the governor of Georgia at the time. What's his name? I'll Google it. <clears throat> Leo Frank. Thank you. And the interesting thing is that every time the investigations and the attempts were derailed by the Jewish community because they did not want to dredge up animosity and issues. That is actually kind of admirable in a sense because they're like, yeah, we know that this guy was wrongly convicted, but it doesn't really matter now. No. And let's not cause all the drama and the pain that's going to come with. Well, part of that, but also fear. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. That's kind of sad, actually. It would take more than a couple seconds to look it up. It sounds like I don't see anything clear that has happened in the last few months there's well, a recent article we come up with but, something maybe yeah. we can post it on our facebook page yeah when we figure it out yeah there's um i mean look for it in my notes here that they're actually what's really interesting is that there was a the photograph they took of the lynching mm-hmm. and you could see the lynch mob all of their faces and all them in the back wow. in the picture they published it they printed it on postcards Wow. That they Great. sold in the some of the stores in the area. 
Mm-hmm. It just It's so weird how culture and society and humanity just takes situations so far to this point of, like, where you think it should be way, you know, where it's taken way too far. Yeah. By so many people, though, that it's validated. Right. You know? That's the it, that's the lynch mob. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The lynch mob vitality. And none of those, none of the... None of the people in the that were part of the lynch mob, none of them were prosecuted or nothing no. happened to them. Nothing was done at all. So this is fascinating. Nice. I need to listen to this musical. Yeah. I have the soundtrack in a CD. You do? From, yeah, because back when I was in college, when we were in the theater department, we all like burned all the 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 CDs of the musicals that we had and <laughs> shared them with each other. That's awesome. And some guy burned me Parade, and I've listened to it a couple times. I love it. I know. It's uh, in 1982, Alonzo Mann, who was an office boy at the pencil factory at the time. <laughs> Is that his official title? Office That's boy. That's what it says here. Yep. <laughs> office boy. Um, he was in the building, says, came forward finally. He said he was in the building on the day the crime was committed and the di- and when he was he was actually dying. So it was on his deathbed that he, he brought this information out. That he had seen Jim Conley carrying the body of Mary Fagan by himself. Yeah. Down. Oh, to the damn. Basement. I'm assuming Conley is dead? Um, probably by, I'm sure. And then this is in November 1915, William Joseph Simmons invited some of the men who hung Leo Frank to a meeting he was organizing. Because the death of Leo Frank was still vivid in the minds of Georgians. He felt these men would be important to the success of the organization. On a cool Thanksgiving evening, Simmons, some of the Knights of Mary Fagan, along with a number of other men, 34 in all, burned a cross and read from the Bible atop Stone Mountain, east of Atlanta. Simmons then declared the founding of the Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. What? Holy moly. Wow. Talk about effed Holy up. Holy snap. Talk about what? I was explaining. Up. Yeah, that yeah. is pretty effed up. You can say fucked, Mom. She doesn't have to. She's I know I can, but the name of the, of the thing is effed up. <laughs> Family no, story time. Can't. Oh, that's right. I can't say it <laughs> I forgot. No, that is really messed up. That's crazy. Super. Wow. So. Yeah, we have to look that stuff yeah, up. That we is a show a little, we maybe need we to need know to do a little about. bit more yeah. inform, like in, mm-hmm. like research on that. Yeah. All right. Well, I know the last one, Mom. Why? Will I know the last oh, one? Oh, I thought you said, I know the last one, no, Mom. No, Will Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. You'll oh, all good. know the last one. It makes me feel good when I know things. Okay. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> yes. In London in 1800. I already know it. <laughs> A man and woman are arrested for the murders and mutilation of several men. The woman confessed to the crimes and hanged herself in prison. I know it! The man is found guilty of one count of murder and hanged. Name the musical. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Is it... Oh, snap. I wanted to do a, a direct quote from one of the songs about London. London... The city that's filled with shit, and but is it Sweeney Todd? <laughs> yes. I didn't know, but you know the song at the beginning when he's talking about in London, and then he's so singing. So it really the is based town that's on a full true of shit. Story. That's not how he says it. But he says, There's a city in the and filled with shit, and the burner 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 in London. That's exactly what it's like, everyone. Right, Kelly. That was exactly. 
exactly. I think you got. I could be on Broadway. If you could remember the words, you could be on Broadway. Well, the thing about this one is, though, it's generally accepted and believed that Sweeney Todd really was not a real person. And part of the reason I left this I mean, for the last is because who knows? Because there, you know, it's like there's no way we'll ever know, really. Yeah. Um, the reason that I brought it into all this is because supposedly a man by the name of Peter Haining, who was an author and uh, researcher, journalist. Anyway, he, he claims that he had found irrefutable proof that there was a real Sweeney Todd. Um, According to Peter Haining, I pored over archives in London and Washington, looked at 18th century maps and scrutinized contemporary publications. They revealed that Todd's life and crimes were more intriguing, more curious, and more gruesome than previously suspected. Moreover, his background conforms to the psychological profiles of serial killers built up by modern police criminologists. The demon barber's crimes, it turns out, are no urban myth. Huh. That's very cool. I like it. But of course, I mean, his claim was that he went back to Newgate prison records, and that's where he was coming up with it. The first legend that we know of that where the legend was printed was in the Penny Dreadfuls in like mid-1800s okay. Okay. of the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. And the idea is that this was supposed to be set in the early 1800s? Is that what you said? In 1800, basically, in 1800. right around the turn of the century. Um, according to Haining, Todd was born October 26, 1756, to impoverished silk weavers, his mother barely 20, and his father an incorrigible alcoholic who regularly beat his wife and son. The boy shed no tear when his parents disappeared in 1768, after which he embarked upon his nascent life of crime, ending up in Newgate Prison at the age of 14. Okay, so his parents disappeared when he was 12? Yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's so crazy when you think about time back then, about how, like, you know, kids would be 12 years old with no parents and living on their own. No wonder they became criminals. Mm -hmm. I'd have been a criminal if I was on my own at 12 years old. I straight up would have been a criminal. I would have been a criminal. Anyway, he was arrested at 14. And uh, while he was in Newgate Prison... Was he arrested for being named Sweeney? No. No. This is probably not. Was his name Sweeney? Nope. That's a dumb name, and I thought it was Sweeney arrestable. Todd. I, according to this, <laughs> according to Peter Henning, there are he, he wrote two books. Go look him up. H a i n i n g. Peter Haining. The thing Haining. he said was no. Sweeney Todd was based on was a real person named Sweeney Todd. There is never. That's what he called him, Sweeney Todd. Hmm. So or Todd. I don't see Sweeney in here. He calls him Todd, Mister Todd. He's Todd Sweeney. <laughs> so. Uh, maybe, maybe it's he's a weenie, and maybe it's weenie, Todd. maybe it's weenie Sweeney Todd, to or Sweeney so Weenie Todd. Okay. Okay. But anyway, supposedly, um, it was while he was in Newgate Prison at fourteen that he learned his skills as a barber, and he set himself up as a barber first on Hyde Park Corner, then on Fleet Street. Anyway, the rest of the story culminating in Sweeney Todd's execution for his murders in 1802 is well known. Unfortunately, there is no record of any such trial or execution or of the childhood imprisonment in Newgate. In fact, Haining's claims have not been corroborated by others. 
Okay. So because the Sweeney Todd got away with it. Who knows? In musical. And the records yeah. records are. He, I mean, Haining uh, bases his facts on the Newgate calendar records from the actual prison. But I don't know how how accurate were they? How in depth were Not, they? Yeah, you know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the reason that's my last one because. <laughs> Um, it's up in the air. Was it true? Was it not true? We don't know. We do not know. In 2006, BBC aired a drama, Sweeney Todd, and the writer of the drama says that he wanted people to believe the story was true, but admitted even he was skeptical. Research was very confusing, he said. In the end, it was only Research by visiting... is hard. I know, is it? <laughs> it is. Um, researching was very confusing, he said. In the end, it was only by visiting St. Dunstan's Church, where Sweeney Todd was meant to have hidden the bits of the bodies that didn't go into the pies, that I realized he probably didn't exist, as there was nothing there referring to it. Huh. So. Well... That is such a good musical. It is an excellent musical. That's I Sondheim's love it. That's Sondheim's best. Yeah. Son, yep. yep. I have not mm. seen any version of it other than the one with Do- Johnny Depp. <gasps> no. And Would you like to good. come to my house and watch the George Hearn and Angela Lansbury sure. version? Because Angela Lansbury, Lansbury. Angela Lansbury is as Mrs. Lovett. Is that her name? Mrs. Lovett? Yes. Pie. Mrs. Same Lovett. Movie. Yeah. Yes. Though she is a... Uh, I mean, you know, she was disappointed she didn't solve the mystery, though. And I remember when I found out because Grand Grand Grandma used to watch um, Murder She Wrote. Murder She Wrote. Oh yeah, and I would watch it with her, and I was interested in it, but I was also bored by it because I I was young. But then I found a book that showed pictures of her in the musical. Mame, and yeah. I realized she was on Broadway, and yeah. I was oh. like, she was an amazing actress, and, and she was so yes. beautiful. And when, when you she look was at younger? some of the the early movies, she was abs. She yeah, she was oh, gorgeous. gorgeous. She yeah. just like rivaled yep. my love for yep. Lucille Ball at that moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, amazing, beautiful oh, young amazing. women actresses. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, if you great. if you can, I don't know if you can still get it or not, but the Penny Dreadful. That the it, it first appeared as a serial in uh, Penny Dreadfuls in 1846 through 1847 called The String of Pearls. That seems weird. Mm. Well, supposedly, okay, that supposedly is what actually got him caught that he had some kind of sailor or somebody who came in for his uh, for a shave. And he was on his way to deliver a string of pearls that that he was um, had brought and was was transporting, and to a client or somebody he was selling them to. Interesting. And the pearls were then pawned oh. at a later date. I mean, and so that's how. It all went back to Sweeney Todd. And then he got caught. That is the sailor, the same sailor that was riding in on the boat with him when he first came in the opening scene and then ended up no. loving Joanna, who actually ended up being Sweeney Todd's daughter. <laughs> Probably not. I, I would I would I would be will I would I would agree to that. Yes. I mean Joanna. What's with the Beautiful. hands? And she can't she can't do anything without moving her hands. Make it more fun. 
Oh, when you're on a huge stage, you got to make yourself bigger. Now? Mrs. Love It's Meat Pie. I am done. Is that the end of your story? That's the, those are the only six musicals Yay. that I can connect to true Mom's murders. Awesome. That's cool. That's fun. Yay. Mom's good that at murdering people. I guess four out of the six. You guessed I thought you four got five. out of the six. No, because I did not get the you didn't get, cape oh, man, parade or the cape and I did man. not get parade. Yeah. yeah, Kelly's the winner. Yay, that's what she wanted, right? Kelly's so give her a, a wiener. Beer. Well, I'll take a beer. You wiener win a Todd. beer. Let, uh, let's do things wiener that don't Todd. suck, so I can go get a beer. Hey. Things yeah, we that don't do. suck. Things that don't suck. Things that don't suck. Okay. Just wants to do the reverse. Because Belle's not here. Things that don't suck. Kelly, do you have something legit. that doesn't suck? I do. I have two things, things that, that don't, don't suck. suck. Oh, we two. only get one, don't we? I have three, but two I don't if you want. Okay. okay, let's just let Kelly talk. Shh. I was, I was talking. Okay. Okay. Sam and Mom were talking at the same time. Okay. So I, I like your cattle. I was. I have two things. I had three, but I can't remember the third. So the first is, <laughs> can we all just be super grateful that? COVID-19 came in a time after the invention of Netflix <laughs> and yeah. Grubhub uh-huh. and Amazon Kindle. Okay. Oh, yeah. But Can I you have imagine a, a 1990... And Audible. And Audible. Can you imagine mm-hmm. a 1995 COVID-19 well, outbreak? We would have been, been or Facebook it been, or anything. It wouldn't have been COVID-19. It would have been COVID-95. So can you imagine COVID-95? I have a COVID-95. question, though. I have a question about the whole Grubhub thing. If we order Grubhub, are we potentially spreading the outbreak of COVID-19 because we are having food prepared by people we don't know delivered to us by people we don't know. There was an article in Denver Post, and generally the answer is, one, yes. I mean, you're increasing (laughs) your likelihood. But two, restaurants are already operating under a cleanliness standard that the rest of us are not, and therefore they should be washing their hands well, not breathing on their food, and doing things in a way that is generally more clean than the rest of us. we're supposed to be, like, isolating ourselves, is it still acceptable to have food delivered to you? Well, I it's wouldn't have to have food delivered if I could find any on the shelves because no, people I just, weren't hoarding. Oh, you can find... Yes. I mean, I got Buffalo Wild Wings yesterday, so you yeah. can find stuff. Yeah. But my other thing <laughs> is... My other happy thought, or what is it? Things thing, that don't suck. My other thing things that, that don't suck. Yes. Things, things that, that don't, don't suck. suck. Okay. My other thing that doesn't suck is that you may remember in the last podcast, I mentioned that I gave my cat a stool and she was not using the stool. Oh, to get and, on the bed? Yes. And the okay. very happy news is that she is consistently using the stool. <gasps> Yay! Oh, oh, you want to know that? She hops up onto the stool with, and her awesome. little head like peeps over, over the top oh of my the God, bed. That's so cute. And she's just looking at me and until I clear a spot for her <laughs> on the bed, and then she jumps right up, and there is no Yay. more dragging her claws, and it's amazing. And That's I'm awesome. Ha- have you been giving her her medicine? I have been giving her medicine, and the pill pockets are working this time. Good. She loves them. She's only puked up two of them. Okay. Well, that's, <laughs> And there's been like five days. And so. she seemed to be feeling better good. since 60%. she started. She pretty ate good, quite yeah. a bit of food last night. She seems to be doing, Ooh. I mean, she's feeling like kind of like she was, but I haven't seen a lot of mushy poop, so we're happy. Hey, that's good. We're yeah. happy. Yeah. That's a good thing. And she's adorable, and I love her. And Yay. Sid is jealous, and I'm trying to make up for it, and it's great. Well, good. I'm glad you have some happy things. You don't remember your third happy thing? I don't remember, but I've talked enough. Go ahead. Doesn't suck. Okay. I don't remember. Who else has stuff that doesn't suck? I have to um, think about it for a while. Well, my stuff that, that don't suck 
Ooh, what's mom have? Mama. Karen. Karen, mom. That I've been able to spend the afternoon being absolutely, weirdly, crazily entertained by my girls. <laughs> oh, I think it's great that you're here. So, so your things that don't suck are us? Yes. Well, it's us. Yeah. Well, it always is. Are you and my life? What about your grand girls And my grand girls in my life as well, especially Evelyn. Who's, who's been here all day. All day, and she's been very quiet. She's very good she is when not we record. Yeah. a derailer. No. One if you day put me on mic, I could totally be a derailer, though. Oh. <laughs> if you want a horror, so, come here. Come here. For those, you want a horror Come on, episode, Mike, kiddo. Come on, Mike. So for those of you who didn't hear, my daughter said there if you, you put me on mic, I could be a derailer. So derail this. So derail you can't be afraid after that. That's big talk, kiddo. You gotta follow. Hey, if you're gonna have big talk, you gotta follow up your big talk. You know, Grandma will put you on her mic. That's true. You know, your mama follow your big talk up with action, kiddo. So say something. What's your thing what? that doesn't suck? I mean, I don't have anything that sucks, but I don't necessarily have some. But that's not a. That's a thing that doesn't suck. Mom just said school's canceled, but that's not a good thing because I finally have more than two friends, and now I can't talk to them except on the phone. But what doesn't suck is that you finally have two (coughs) friends. That's true. More than two friends. That's true. More than two friends. More than two friends. (laughs) Awesome. Someday I'll have more than two friends. You will be on this show when you get old enough, sweetie pie, and you can have your own show up to your mom, I've told you. I mean, if she wants to do it, I've told her we could make a show, but she's got to pick a topic. We have a network to put you on now. It's Studio D. All right. Who has stuff that doesn't suck? Do you have something? Um, I don't have coronavirus. That's a good thing. Things that don't suck. Yet. I thought I was going to get a dog, but I'm not, so it sucks. I don't know. No. I was, but it maybe doesn't suck because I maybe mean, you weren't I, quite ready, and now you can prepare no, and go get the dog I you want. because I love him, and he was so cute, and he loved me. I was his I was his owner mate. Like, we were mates, and now I'm sad. And, okay, what doesn't suck? Cut all of that out. Things that nope. don't suck. Things that wow. don't suck. I have a daughter who pro- who I think loves me. Yeah, I guess. That's a good thing. And we kind of hang out sometimes, <laughs> and she doesn't think I'm a totally and She's mom. coughing now, so maybe yeah. COVID? She might have she might has coronavirus. Might has. She might have. Has. Has. <laughs> she might have coronavirus. She's coughing because she doesn't know how to breathe without inhaling her spit, just I like do her mom doesn't know how to breathe. That's what's happening right now. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess I don't know what doesn't suck. Things are okay. Lots of things don't suck. I mean, lots of things don't suck. My life's okay right now, and things aren't bad. They're not great, but they're not bad. And I'm, I have food, and I have toilet paper. So that's a thing that doesn't suck. All right, and I'll give you her address for five (laughs) dollars. Yeah. Just and email me at... Just to remember, my mom has dementia, and she doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> now, I think that it's a very weird time that we're in right now. It's very bizarre, and um, almost, you know, it's surreal, almost. It's like, I feel sometimes like I'm living in a movie. You know, I saw something on Instagram where it was, you know, it said... Uh, uh, who who didn't finish their game of Jumanji? You know, it's kind of yeah. what it feels like right now. It's really weird. But this is something that's happened 
to our, our, you know, to humanity over the years, many, many times. And um, while it feels really weird to us because we've been blessed to have a lot of really good times, like a lot of good years, you know, whatever aside, we've had a lot of good years. We haven't been faced with with war on our soil. We haven't been faced with um, a lot of tragedy in our face, you know, not to say there aren't people that don't have tragedy, but you know what I'm saying. It's not like, it's not like World War II. It's not like, you know, you go further back into time when you had your, you know, revolutionary war, on your, civil war on your front doorstep, you know. It's not like the bubonic plague. Right. It's not like the Spanish flu. And so those are the things that I think don't suck right now, that we might be facing some really difficult times, but it's nothing. It's no worse than anything. It's actually mm-hmm. a lot less mm-hmm. worse than some of the things that our humanity has faced, and we can get it's, through it. Yes, we can. Yeah. And the thing mm-hmm. is, it's, being ahead. human <laughs> is a huge risk in and of yeah. itself. Being a human on this planet yeah. is a risk. Every day you wake up and walk out that door, you don't know what's going to face you. And that mm-hmm. is the exciting part. And that's also the the frightening part. But, you know, we have a lot of things going for us that will help us get through this. And um, that, I think, is something that doesn't suck. We can look on the bright side of things, even in a tragedy. And then also the fact that I have my family and that my mom is on this podcast. I think that's fucking amazing. So, Mom, you have to do your things that don't suck in an accent of your choosing. I already she did already my did thing things that, that don't Wait, suck. Wait, what did she say? I said you guys being <laughs> Remember here with you. Oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> now. <laughs> um, I have a coronavirus. It affects your memory. I didn't think it affected your brain cells. She has zombie virus. It affects her brain. (laughs) She has beer virus is what I'm thinking. (laughs) That's it. I have to pee and eat food. Tequila virus. Let's go pee and eat food. She has hopped at 19. One more thing. Can Evie say one more thing before? I have some derailing to do. She has some derailing to do. I have some derailing about the coronavirus. You have to get close to the screen. I have some derailing about the coronavirus i just have a question who thought oh the coronavirus is coming i can starve to death but i better be able to wipe my butt that's my only question (laughs) (laughs) that's a valid question honey and if you're starving you don't need to wipe your butt yeah and my answer to you sweetheart is stupid people (laughs) exactly (laughs) yes or the entire world apparently because there's no toilet paper like, to be found anywhere. Paper, you know, and like, on that note, yeah, we, gotta we go really pie. have to Pizza. pee. So we're going to go. Yes. I hope it's ending on a very happy note. Happy. No. Hey, if you're listening, most likely you don't have coronavirus, and neither do we. So hooray, happy, not end of the vo- world, and we'll all be back to normal in a while. And we're sending all of our love out there to everybody that's listening. Whether you're sick, whether you're healthy, I hope that this brings mm-hmm. you some joy. If you're in New York, and whether be you- careful. And if you're yeah. in New York, all look out for people. my girls, because they're there. They're coming home. Tomorrow. But, uh... 
That's why they're not here. We didn't just say take that. care of each other because this impacts some people a lot more than it's going to impact totally. some of us. So just take it's care of like, each other and be there for each other. And yes. as a society and as humanity, we will get through this and we will it's just like, be there for each other on the and other side. And be stronger yes. well, on yeah, the totally. other side. And exactly. just remember that there are people who can't go out and panic like you. Like, there are people who live paycheck to paycheck who go to the store after you yeah. and the shelves are empty and they cannot feed their families Stop because hoarding. they didn't have the money to go hoard like you did. Yeah. So let's stop panicking and let everybody fucking survive, man. Just band together and be happy it's and love each other. It's not fucking Resident Evil. Nope. It's not fucking zombie apocalypse. And if it was, I would hope we would band together and help each other. <laughs> I would hope. We well, would like to say thank you to all of our happening. listeners. Thanks for listening. We love you and goodbye. Bye, everyone. Albiter Zane. <laughs> Did I say it right? Did I say it right? Albiter Zane. We want mom to say it in a Scottish accent. Say Albiter Zane in a Scottish accent. It's supposed to be I know, but I want mom. That's what's funny. Mom says it in a Scottish accent. I don't know how to do that. I don't know either. But I have to pee. I just like to say Donkashane and Albiter Zane.